0: El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación.
1: Welcome to You Don't Even Like This Show. A podcast about news, politics, pop
0: culture, current events, and whatever else people are talking about these days.
1: With your host... Adam Todd Brown. Hey, everybody. Welcome to You Don't Even Like This Show, a podcast about news, pop culture, sports, war, politics, information, whatever we want to talk about. It's that kind of show. I am your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host this week, ooh. My favorite co-host of all, no co-host. I know I said Jeff would be back this week, but he's not. We could not get our schedules coordinated, but he'll be back next week, I promise. In the meantime, I do have a whole bunch of guests, and by that I mean two. Case in point, John Lewis is here.
2: Pretty scary boot. Oh, wrong show.
1: (laughs) John, how's it going?
2: All right, I got called up to the big leagues, finally, the main (laughs) show.
1: I think you've been on this show before, haven't you? I think recently.
2: The main show? No, yeah. I don't think the main show yet. I think, what? I think I was in the last Unpops episode before the name change.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah. You were definitely on that. Oh, yeah. Well, fuck me. I'm an asshole. Hey, also, Rivers, have you been on You Don't Even Like This Show Yet? I was on
0: a few weeks ago, and I told a very uh, upsetting story about uh, one of my friends' stepmoms' uh, adult content selection.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. The animal porn. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, shit. Was that out. was
2: you. I forgot. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: John, if you just That's... had more animal porn stories, you would have been on this show. <laughs> I only a got sooner.
2: one. And you're, realizing only, you're, that you're only allowed one, one stereotype like knowing that you're from Alabama. Jesus
0: Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're only allowed one animal porn story in life, and that was fine. <laughs> oh so, shit.
2: thank you both for
1: doing the pod. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, Speaking of River's local animal porn story from the last time he was on, we're doing another local news roundup episode. Yay, these are so fun. People love them. And I love them, too. When I research these, I have an RSS reader that I just have a bunch of local news outlets from around the country plugged into. And I scroll through an obscene amount of local news headlines looking for stories that the lamestream media isn't picking up on. Like this first one. Let's start with the really hard-hitting, important stuff. A woman in Ohio identifies as a vampire. I have a question yeah. about this
2: right up top. Can you do that? Aren't there rules about vampires? I I read through this article, like, why is this article? This seems like... <laughs> like What intern got paid to write this shit? This makes no sense. This is uh,
0: very much one of those "let's rowl up conservatives as much as we can" articles. (laughs) Like that is that's what local news is to a large degree, especially like the people who run local news Facebook groups. They know what they're doing. Their whole purpose is to you know uh, amp up the fucking. Dunderheads of their local area to be like, well, now first they're saying they're a girl, but they're a boy. Now they're saying
2: they're a vampire. Where does it end? Like, right. Is, I read this like this sounds like a bit that a shitty comedian would do in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. In a, so I identify. Wait, why the hell am I? I'm from the Midwest. So why am I using the accent? I identify <laughs> as a vampire. Like, what the hell is this? Yeah,
1: yeah. It's a a woman named Helen Schweitzer. She spells Helen with two L's. I also don't like that. I don't know if that's a vampire quirk or if that's just how she was named as a kid. She lives in small town Worcester, Ohio, and that is spelled Worcester like Worcester, not like Worcester, Massachusetts, which is just not spelled the way it's pronounced whatsoever.
0: How much do you want to bet the town started off? being spelled and pronounced like Worcester, Massachusetts, and then someone was like fuck this, we're not that
2: old, let's just spell it how it sounds. That would not surprise that, me. That's one of them towns, it's like, I, no matter, I don't even know how to pronounce it, like, I still don't know if I've been pronouncing Worcestershire sauce all this time, so <laughs> they could have called it Worcestershire, I still would mispronounce it wrong with my Midwest Detroit <laughs> accents. I, so these little these little things make no Sense to me. I still can't pronounce it right.
1: She decided on Halloween night in 2021 that she didn't want to just dress as a vampire. She wanted to live as one and, like, listen to each their own. It, you know, identify as whatever you want. But at the same time, I feel like Helen, again, is making up a lot of her own rules as it pertains to what we define as a vampire. Like first there's a line where she says there's all different kinds in that they can be lawyers or janitors or psychics or witches. And it's like, well, the way you're wording that makes it sound like they can only be those four things.
0: If you can live forever and you're still somehow cleaning the floors, you know, like, I respect the working class. I'm in the service industry myself. I get it. But if you gave me 2,000 years, I feel like I could probably work my way up to CEO
2: of a company, perhaps. Okay. And also, I need to point out something for the listeners. This article was written in a quirky way. At one point, she says, like, yeah, I know that I may not be able to identify as a vampire, or be a vampire my entire life. Because she's started on TikTok or some shit. But this woman is 28 years old. <laughs> <laughs> this is some under 25 year old yeah. shit like you're 28 years old you ba- you like basically a millennial this is not quirky go get you're too yeah. old for this shit that's that's what I was thinking for uh halloween
0: 1993 i went as uh, doctor Alan grant and decided i wanted to be in Jurassic Park uh but then you know i turned 7
1: yeah like not only is she 28 she's married <laughs> oh yeah oh, good. oh
2: yeah yeah her husband did like I don't know if she's a vampire and shit. I don't know what you ask me for.
1: Yeah, he, he apparently is very accepting of this. Imagine, like, just imagine that. Like, I'm married, and if my wife just came home one day and was like, hey, so we have to talk, and she was like, I'm a fucking vampire now. I'd be like, I don't like that one bit. I'm going to be completely honest. Can I talk you out of this? Like, I certainly wouldn't hop in her TikTok videos. And I mean, I love my wife. I sure I'm sure I would, but all that would be a bummer.
0: <laughs> Baby, like, for the last time, I don't care about the creatures of the night and the sounds they make.
1: <laughs> and this guy's like, like they got to go out to eat and shit. Like they got to <laughs> go to the mall, go get fucking oil changes. And just like the whole time she's dressed like what we do in the shadows.
0: <laughs> well, the and- good thing about having a vampire for a partner, because you always know where they want to
2: eat. yeah like the article they like yeah over fifty thousand people in the united states identify as vampires but they don't drink blood sometimes like they drink they get like donated blood some weird shit i'm like this article is writing this way too seriously which leads me to believe so let's just say that it's this is a plausible thing which is basically her doing Vampire face because everything she knows About vampires is from movies So like if I just woke up like oh yeah I identify as a an Asian And I started walking around in a gi And start doing the most stereotypical shit People like that's fucked up Like if it's real vampires out there They're like man we don't even wear capes and shit like that The movies made all that up Pretty nice people
1: <laughs> Yeah and She's like I don't drink blood And again I'm like well you're not a vampire Then that's not Right that's not what vampires do. Vampires drink blood. Uh, she's She says she's not scary in that she follows a higher path.
2: And oh, the sun part. Mention the sun part. She's like, oh, yeah, and the sun always made my head hurt, and that's why I think I'm a vampire or something.
1: <laughs> it's like you might just have <laughs> migraines.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this, this is very much like, uh you know, people you'll see on, like, uh, TikTok or YouTube are like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a stand-up comedian. And they're like... Where, where do you go up? It's like, YouTube. You're like, okay,
1: you're... Yeah. No. For the record, she works as a social media manager, so she's got just a regular-ass job. Like, imagine working with someone who identifies as a vampire. Oh, that would suck.
2: And I've, which leads me to believe that she manages her own social media, making her a social <laughs> media manager, because, like, this seems like something who, like, someone who wants to be TikTok famous would do, like... Who social media are you managing? When you're trying to, when you have your own TikTok about being a vampire, like what? Yeah,
1: I, I don't know. It's a small town. Maybe she's the only person in Worcester, Ohio, who is good at both social media managing and being a vampire. Maybe they were only hiring vampires. I don't.
2: I don't even know what the hell is a social media manager. <laughs> right? Is she? A scam. It, because I. I I, I think she just made that title up, or maybe maybe she like helps her friends or something. They give her like twenty bucks a month because I have a YouTube channel and I know people with social media agents that lit, that actually help them get like all of the ad reads you have. There are people whose job that is to like negotiate all that stuff and bring it to you. Like, hey, do you want to do this? Yeah. She didn't say that she was an agent, which is a, a clearly different thing because nobody that does that in the back for an actual job, calls themselves a manager. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm an agent. I get a cut of every, you know, percentage I do. I think this woman, she helps, like, a couple people in her small town oh, run yeah, their Facebook, sure. and she just starts calling herself a manager.
1: Oh, that, I guarantee you that's what it is. She she's
2: getting on damn W-2 and shit. Her husband pretty much, <laughs> while she's running around as a vampire, he's doing whatever he, they do out in Ohio. I have a couple
0: of friends who both work as social media managers, and the fact that they all get to work from home kinda of tells me a lot about the situation here where it's like, yeah, you've got a lot of free time. But Okay, I, so
2: that yeah. is a thing. Is, I don't believe anything oh, yeah. this woman says. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I have a buddy who's a comedian. He's uh based out of uh, Alabama and he is the anytime Mazda tweets anything, it's just him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, so that's what that's yeah, what that's social that, media manager. Oh, they just they just run the account.
0: Right. So like, you know, a car company or whoever you're working for will send down like, hey, we need to bring awareness about these two things today. And then you sit there and you come up with a with a tweet or a Facebook post or whatever, and then just run it or they'll send you footage and then you cut it up into Instagram or TikTok, that kind of thing. But basically, you're just you're just putting out the word on on whatever brand you represent. I have a a friend who works for like a pretty big uh, podcast as well that's run by. Old, much older people but you know they're famous so they can just pay someone be like hey you know all that shit that we all hate doing promoting yeah i'm i'm old and famous so here you do it
1: it's a thing so, i would love yeah. to pay someone to do
0: uh, my me. god it would be great i wish yeah. we were rich bro I yeah i would up?
2: i would love Side it. Note, don't y'all miss when podcasts were like the thing that regular people did yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. Now it's just, uh, oh, cool. Tom Cruise has the podcast. Great. Right.
2: Or whatever. Or, or they get on here bragging like, oh, two people that played in the NBA overnight, their podcast is in the top three. Like, yeah, they're fucking <laughs> yeah. famous. Yeah. And they can book. <laughs> Celebrities and athletes, that's not amazing. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like, wow, can you believe, yeah, Shaq's podcast is big? You're like, yep, I can believe it. Yeah, I don't even know if that's an example, but I assume Shaq probably does have a podcast. Oh, he does. I've
1: seen television commercials for it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I'm mad that I I don't know. It's just weird that podcasts kind of stopped being podcasts. They're essentially just YouTube videos with the option to listen now. Like, it went in that direction. Yeah, 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 Yeah,
1: that's that's because of podcast hosting companies like they have been like Spotify especially has been super duper pushing the idea that people, hey, they just people also want to watch podcasts. And it's like now you want to be YouTube is what's actually yeah. happening. But
2: <laughs> it's them and it's another one of that all like almost every comedian I listen to Headgun, That's the big one. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. But yeah. all I'm all I'm saying is if uh, you know uh, one of our shows blows up, let's let's split the vampire lady. We'll, yeah. We'll, let's have, yeah,
1: let's go half. Let's go halvesies on a vampire on social vamp, media yeah. manager. Yeah, yeah speaking things. of that, John already <laughs> mentioned this a little bit, but I wanted to circle back around to it just to say the silly ass name of the organization: a 2015 survey conducted by the Atlanta Vampire Alliance. Hi, y'all. We're here to suck blood. (laughs) (laughs) Found that there are at least 5,000 people in the U.S. who identify as real vampires. But here's the thing they aren't. They are sanguines, which means they just have like a blood fetish. Like people give them donated blood that could be used to save, you know, a child victim in a car crash. And instead, these motherfuckers just drink (laughs) it down. You
0: can, uh, and they're like could hey I'm drink a vampire blood?
1: can you do that I don't know after I had my face surgery I didn't realize I had swallowed a bunch of blood and I had to pull over at the side of, my wife pull over at the side of the road so I could vomit that shit up immediately ah. so yes. I don't know but I guess I mean vampires do it Yeah. hey
0: <laughs> y'all I'm here to turn into a bat and eat a bunch of peaches and I'm all out of peaches <laughs>
2: This is such a nonsensical story Like (laughs) Is it Like the person writing this article Like man I went to fucking journalist school for this bullshit (laughs) Writing an article about a woman That clearly has way too much money Cause I don't think anybody That's like lower middle class Like oh yeah I identify as a vampire And I do this and stuff Like she has a lot of free time and expendable income This is This is This is a hobby of privilege this is yeah.
1: This is one of those st- stories that you see at the beginning of a movie about, like, a female reporter who breaks a yes. really big scandal. Yes. And she's like, come yes. on, I just want to do some real news. And her boss is like, but the vampire lady in Worcester, who's going to write <laughs> about a- her, ma'am?
2: This is
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was just wondering if you're the person who writes these stories, if you get the same kind of high that you get when you're, you know, if you like say, if you're wiling out on Twitter or whatever, you know, you're getting a response, people are getting mad at you or or whatever. You're getting a response. So you start the day off with some story and everybody gets pissed online. And then you're just like, now I'm going to hit them with the vampire. Like like keep this train running.
1: Yeah. The last thing I want to mention about this in the Atlanta vampire Alliance article, they do mention that there are some people out there who identify as energy vampires in that they just like suck the energy out of people. Oh, and is that, is that the same
0: as a psychic vampire?
1: I mean, I know those are real and I can identify some myself if you want a list. Like I know a lot of those (laughs) motherfuckers,
0: but most of them are comedians. I know.
2: Yes. I've only heard that used as an insult. Like, Oh yeah. my God, this person, they such an energy vampire. I didn't know that was something people identified as.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, you're just an asshole. You're not, <laughs>
0: yeah, you're it's not a exactly. vampire. It will, it's just like a very specific you. thing. Cause if someone is like straight up an asshole, it's very easy to just be like, I'm just not talking to him ever again. You have to strike that delicate balance of like, this person is still interesting enough to maintain a relationship with, but they take everything out of me in order to hang out with them. Yes. Kind of a thing.
2: Yeah, it's like years ago when everybody started identifying as an empath, like, no, you're an asshole. They're like, oh, (laughs) I'm an empath. I don't have the energy to do this. Like, no, you just like flaking on people, doing whatever you want and not communicated (laughs) (laughs) feelings.
1: Shit, am I an empath? (laughs) All right, let's talk about this next story. This would have been bigger news back when gaffes were a thing that actually impacted presidential campaigns. Donald Trump was at a campaign stop recently when he took the stage and said this, hello to a place where we've done very well, <laughs> Sioux Falls. <laughs> Thank you very much. Problem is he was not in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. He was in Sioux City, Iowa. And granted, very close to each other, like little over an hour drive to get from Sioux Falls to Sioux City. Very familiar with both cities. Snuck into a Fleetwood Mac concert in Sioux City once. Ooh. Pretty neat. Even better, though, it took him a real long time to realize what he had done. And this motherfucker just lacks so much self-awareness. And, like, he's bad at reading a room, I think, sometimes. Because he should have known the minute he said Sue Falls, from the reaction of that crowd, something was wrong. Like, they booed him. <laughs> Republicans booed Trump. Like yeah. he should have suspected he fucked up, but he didn't. And they bring this other fucking bootlicker up, Iowa State Senator Bradley Zahn, who, for one thing, called Trump the best president of his lifetime. And then as he left the stage, you could hear him on Trump's mic. He leans in and is like, It's actually Sioux City, not Sioux Falls. And Trump can be seen. Like nodding and saying, oh, and then he makes such a smooth recovery, which is, I think, what made me want to talk about this the most. He comes back to the mic and this is a quote. So, Sioux City, let me ask you, how many people come from Sioux City? How many people? How many? Who doesn't come from Sioux City? Where the (laughs) hell do you come from? (laughs) (laughs) Like, is it any wonder why people love this guy so much? No. Such a smooth operator.
0: He's he's smooth and and he's got his very own like Spinal Tap moment here too, where you're just like you know what it's like that guy sucks, but yeah yeah what well, is there that much of a difference? Come on.
2: The thing is, he would be a lot funnier if he was just like the mayor of some little city or something, because like he's a walking census character. It's just that he's like the leader of mad white nationalist groups yeah. and shit. And he has too much power. Yes. yes, he's just a nonsense person, like. This probably isn't even top 25 of ridiculous Trump things.
0: Yeah. Oh, I've always said he needs, he doesn't need to be near any of the levers of power. Obviously what he needs is the Truman show. Yeah. Like if, if they just built a dome and just (laughs) let him walk around and just be him. And we told him it was real, you know, he would have to believe he was the president, but just build him his own, you know, shoot, shoot him with a little uh, tranquilizer dart. and He wakes up. It's just like regular, but it's just a dome. He can't leave and we all get to watch it. That would be amazing. (laughs) But uh, as it stands, you're like, Nope, just dangerous and crazy.
1: That would actually be kind of cool to just do with Trump supporters in general. Just like everyone goes under a dome and we get (laughs) to watch them. Just fuck it. Run your, run your little dome country. Let's see how it goes. There's, it's just white people in there. Just like you wanted. Let's, let's see (laughs) how smooth things run.
2: It's clearly a person who's been getting paid for like what maybe unless they switch him out for like eight years that just gets paid to do nothing. Because for a person running to be president, you would think that is they're like, all right, so here's the bullet points. This is the city we are in. Uh, Here's your notes. He just doesn't listen. So they just on payroll, I guess, probably one of his cousins or something, (laughs) because I know politics at this level. You clearly have a person to remind you of these things before you go up there and. I think Trump just sent that person home or something. I don't know. (laughs) They came out as a vampire and he was like, be
0: gone with you. Get
2: out. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Sioux City. They call it Sewer City, which is very fun. And that's because there is some sort of like sewage treatment plant down there. So it just smells like fucking sewage half the
2: time.
0: Oh, man. That's like in the part of South Dakota, like before it kind of gets interesting and you get the Mount Rushmore area. So,
2: you know, no. Well, South Sioux City is in, interesting.
1: Sioux City's in Iowa. Who, who are you? Donald or Trump.
0: whatever, Sioux Falls. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I mean, I would argue Sioux Falls is the more interesting part. I mean, you think Mount Rushmore is that interesting? You fucking love the no, presidents no, that actually, much?
0: No, I just meant that as a, as a geolocator, but everything around it is pretty great. Uh, when I was there, we drove through uh, Custer State Park, and uh, you just drive through, like, there's just thousands of buffalo and uh, they were licking all of the, the winter salt off of my car, which it was a rental. So I didn't care. But the guy behind me was driving a Maybach and he got assaulted by about 10 buffalo that were just Jesus licking Christ. the side of his car. And I was like, oh, you, you fucked up. You got to get that thing hand washed."
1: Why would you drive a Maybach to Western South Dakota? because That's it's
0: oil it, it's it's oil company it's oil money up there and they literally uh, yeah. don't know what to spend it on so they buy crazy shit.
1: Yeah, there is a shit ton of oil money in that area. I think it's drying up a little bit,
2: but
0: Yeah. Yeah, but there's they there's nothing bunch. there's nothing else to spend it on except for be like, "Yeah, I guess a Maybach. Let's get a Maybach."
2: Right, got all this stolen land. Yeah. They don't
0: they don't got Dom Perignon at Chili's, so <laughs>
1: Yeah. Imagine being the richest person in South Dakota. It's like, yeah, but it's you're like, still in South Dakota.
2: <laughs> yeah, I always wonder why, like, little towns like that, why don't y'all just build something? Like, <laughs> y'all can like, just build something. To, <laughs> <laughs> well, that would involve giving my money away. Okay? Something need, fun for people to do. Like, clearly, outside of college sports, they got to have other things to do. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, you could. we, we talked about, uh, we were talking to my friend, Steph Bright, who's a comic from uh, Bentonville, Arkansas, originally. And that's where Walmart is headquartered. And all of the kids from the Walmart family grew up there. And they have totally, like, bought out the town. And they have tried to rebrand it as the mountain biking capital of the world. So they've built all these, like, mountain biking trails in fucking Arkansas. And I'm like, I, I know the Ozarks exist, but, like... Also, the Rockies exist. The, this can't be the mountain biking <laughs> capital of fucking anywhere as long as there's a much larger mountain range to the west. But, yeah, so that, that's what it looks like, though. Bentonville, Arkansas, where basically they've invested all their money into attracting white-collar workers. And then, meanwhile, everyone who works at the Walmart distribution plants and everybody who works at the Tyson chicken plant, which is nearby as well, they all can't find anywhere to live.
2: So that's, oh, that's sure. what it ends up looking like. So Southern California. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. we yeah. the working class version. I yeah, for we working class people where yeah. it does
1: kind of seem like and you're welcome. The rest of the country, it does seem like California is starting to export that to other states like,
0: oh, they're mad. They're mad about
1: it, too. And because there are states that picked up on the fact that, oh, shit, people are coming from California to live here for our cheaper cost of living while they're making California wages. We can jack that rent up. A little bit, yeah, and now places like Sioux Falls, I have family there. I go there all the time, and it's getting kind of expensive. Like I was at Falls Park, which is the park that gives Sioux Falls its name, and there's these really nice apartments that kind of overlook Falls Park. And I was like, man, I bet I make enough money that I could come back here live in what are clearly the nicest fucking apartments in Sioux Falls and still save so much cash over living in L.A. And I looked those apartments up, and the cheapest one, I believe, was $3,500 a month.
2: What? Jesus Christ.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, like, that's even a lot
2: for L.A., (laughs) Like, yeah, that's yeah. like that's like gentrified downtown Detroit prices,
1: yeah, yeah, in the hey. really
2: nice apartments. Hey, but Nashville's
0: getting an in, in and out. <laughs>
2: hey, do y'all, do y'all know the joke of, <laughs> the, the black people joke about Nashville? They said Nashville is now Atlanta for white people, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I
1: have heard that. That tracks because Steve Earle also said modern country music is hip hop for people who are scared of black people.
2: I heard you say that that shit kills me every time because like it's so accurate country, but like people that really do listen to country or you'll get random Reddit threads to go across and they all the same thing like this shit sucks. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Or at least, yeah. I guess,
2: I, I guess the mainstream stuff, I, I imagine it's like real country heads, like it's real hip hop heads. Like, oh, I don't listen to fucking Drake. That they yeah. know where to find the real country music. Head. It's probably yeah. like that with every genre, though.
1: Miranda Lambert yeah. is really great. There's good I country was gonna
2: say, musicians. Yeah. Out
0: there. Hayes Carl, Sturgill Simpson, Jason Isbell, Miranda Lambert, Lydia Lovelace. Yeah. Loveless. Uh, yeah I, I can. There's a lot. I can direct you. There's a yeah, lot.
2: Like, none of these names mean nothing to me. That's like the rap <laughs> version of, like, pretty much the. The, all the rappers that the forty-year-old soccer mom knows, I'm not listening to that shit. I'm listening to Benny the Butcher, uh, Freddie Gibbs, and stuff like that that, that. that unless you really listening to rap, you know who they are.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I, I like think that Freddie it is Gibbs that for it, it is that for for every genre, but per- country is like modern country is particularly egregious. Particularly like with the chasm of how much good stuff is happening currently versus what is actually being played on the radio. We're just like, it's, it's not even the same genre, you know what I mean? You've got uh, extremely good songwriters on one side of it. And then on the other side, you've got, here's a list of things in my pockets.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And that's trash. Modern country music's really bad. And on that same note, let's talk about Texas. So specifically Texas governor, Greg Abbott, he tried to build a wall between Texas and Mexico. And by that, I mean New Mexico. You know, the other United State that is next to Texas. It's just another, another state. His thinking is, well, illegal immigrants are entering the United States by way of Sunland Park, New Mexico. And then they're crossing into El Paso, Texas from there. So his idea is, well, I'm just going to put a fence between this small community in New Mexico and El Paso, Texas. And if you look at this wall for one thing, it looked like I'm severely out of shape and it looks like I could just leap that fucking thing. Like it looks very low. It looks penetrable. I think. Yeah. I looked at the
2: picture, like just dig a punch through that bitch or something. <laughs> you cut like, it. They, these people are experienced at getting over walls and through walls. Like, a little weak ass home Depot built wall is not going to stop anybody. I think you could
0: buy like a car that doesn't work for like $500 and just get a rolling start and crash (laughs) through that thing. Like a Tercel would take that out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Or if you get a car that works, holy shit,
0: a golf cart that works. frankly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A working ATV.
1: So yeah, he built this bullshit wall between El Paso and Sunland park. And the best part is he fucked it up real bad because the border of El Paso stretches to the western bank of the Rio Grande River. And he put the border on the eastern bank of the Rio Grande River. So he's basically just barricading one part of Texas from another part (laughs) of Texas, which is chef's kiss. Love that detail.
0: I mean, he's a smart guy. Look, nobody's nobody's saying he's not one of the smartest people who's ever <laughs> lived,
1: and not evil at all. He's not. No, I mean this and is this American. is the guy who wanted to make it illegal to like mandate water breaks for day laborers and shit. Like he is yeah. the yeah. devil.
2: Like he's was Texas the place where they were trying to basically be like. You can get sued or arrested if you use a public road to leave the state for an abortion, or was that another state?
1: Oh, that was probably Texas.
2: Yeah, it sounds about right.
1: It sounds uh, yeah, that sounds Texas as hell to quote several country singers.
2: <laughs> yeah, man, I, I I don't. American politics has literally just become The Simpsons, like the uh, things they would just exaggerate on you, like how are you all really doing this? Like, what are you talking about? This is some mayor Quimby shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think the reason for that is like the Simpsons, they have to make, there's so many fucking episodes of the Simpsons. Like they have to make an episode every week. And there's so often they're like responding to what's happening in politics in the United oh, yeah. States at the time. And like, we've just been moving toward the most extreme version of whatever we are at the time. Like we've always just been moving in a more extreme direction. And I think the Simpsons just pick up on that and like, well, what, what's the most extreme version of this? And it's like, Oh shit. Turns out the most extreme version is the one we were just going to get to in like 15 years
0: it's like when they relaunched uh, Beavis and Butthead about 10 years ago. And instead of watching music videos, they were watching reality television and you realize that Beavis and Butthead are smarter than the people on the, t- on, the- than are on the TV show. And you're like, Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> this might yeah. be an issue.
1: So the other very funny thing about this is we joked about how you could drive a car through this wall. You probably can't because again, it's on, like situated near the bank of a river. But that's not really how people are coming across the border anymore. Like that's how it happens in like stand up comedy bits and in movies and things. But these days, people are just like getting picked up in cars and driven. Yeah. This is. Yeah,
2: like on Breaking Bad.
1: Yeah. This is a quote. They're coming on the roads, they're getting picked up in vehicles in New Mexico and then driving over here. I'm not sure what Governor Abbott's going to do about that. And that is Mary Stillinger, criminal defense attorney in El Paso. And I'll tell you what he's going to do. He's probably going to put like a border crossing like on a bridge between El Paso and Sunland Park, which seems like it would be highly, highly illegal.
0: Yeah. Have you driven through El Paso? Because they do have that. Uh, Like when you're driving through El Paso, you go through the actual city and then you start kind of going north, like out into the country, and you're on Interstate 5 or uh, uh, Interstate 10, and there's nothing out there. And then all of a sudden, you come to like a, a border check, essentially. They they have something similar down near like Palm Springs, uh, stuff like that. Shit. And so, you know, if you're driving with, uh, let's say, a comedian friend of yours who has a shitload of weed in the car... <laughs> Uh, in Texas, it's uh, it's it'll wake you right up if it's uh, let's say seven in the morning and you're driving across country to do stand up comedy for basically no money.
2: I forgot yeah. they still treat weed like heroin in Texas.
0: Oh fuck yeah, yeah 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 yeah. I was yeah, I was riding with a friend and I was like, oh my god, yeah, Texas shit. And they were like coming up to it and yeah, and they were just like, uh, can you state that you are an American citizen? And you have to go, I am an American citizen. And they're like. All right.
1: Yeah, that said, I knew I knew a comedian who her ex-boyfriend got pulled over in Texas and had a quarter pound of weed on him and they let him go. And I was like, oh, your friend told on somebody. Like that's, yeah. that's what happened yeah. there. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> yeah. They let him go into a subway tunnel where he's eating a bunch of cheese, and you know what I'm
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, just just because we stores everywhere in Michigan, four houses doesn't even sound that much to me, but I guess in Texas yeah. that's a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My my ears are still tuned to Alabama laws. When anybody talks about the amounts of weed that they had in their car, I'm like, fuck <laughs>
1: Yeah, like only yeah. a cop would really call it a quarter pound anymore. Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, Probably was taking yeah. pictures of it and shit all <laughs> posed out on a yeah. little ass table to make it look bigger.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's four ounces, but still,
2: four, a quarter pound sounds crazier.
1: Petting this racist ass dog that smelled it in the trunk.
2: <laughs> uh. Right, and not to, not to get too sidetracked, because this is the type of shit I make YouTube videos about, like... The way America just dick rides capitalism That just lets you know how much they love How much money is in the prison criminal system Because you would think at a certain point we like, hey, look at Michigan, Ohio All these states with legalized recreational weed How much tax money they make And then you got Texas like, nah, we still making money From locking up black people, minorities And white people that can't afford lawyers So we'll just leave it illegal
0: Yeah. Oh, that's 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 Alabama, too, where it's, uh, you know, it's it's a great opportunity to disenfranchise voters if you can lock them up for having, you know, a fucking sauce ramekin full of weed.
1: Yeah. It always blows my mind when the argument against legalizing weed is that it will lead to more crime. It's like, no, keeping it illegal will lead to more crime. People aren't going to stop smoking weed.
2: What the fuck are you talking about? Since when is making something legal an easier also (laughs) safer to get caused more crime
1: yeah and it's also the thing people say whenever you want to outlaw something when it's like well let's talk about cigarettes can we just ban those that seems like a good idea oh you know what happened when we banned alcohol it's like yeah yeah yeah. like so what if like we're shooting each other all the time every day anyway if people want to do it over cigarettes fucking
2: so be it all right and also frank from accountant isn't about to drive to the sketchy area to go cop some Marlboro Reds or some shit like that. He'll probably just find another hobby or chew or smoke yeah. weed. <laughs> yeah. No, he'll drive there to buy Jewel pods, which are... Oh, this is what I meant. I listened to, This is what I meant. I meant to that... Not to sidetrack again. I listened to that Jewel episode. So, like, do you know what a breeze is? Yeah, I know what you're uh-huh. talking about. They're... I, I how are those similar to Juul's? Cause they're, they're like, I, it, I'm like, I see breeze everywhere.
1: They're like exactly the same. I don't know how Juul got all of that shit for marketing to kids. And now you can go in any liquor store and buy the most kid themed vapes fucking possible.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's son. Nuts. Young dirt does advertisements with some shit. I don't, I don't smoke cigarettes, so I don't know what it is. It's some type of tobacco product with young dirt as the spokesman. <laughs> when I was a kid, they made them change Joe Camel because he looked too cool to a real camel. But fucking Young Dirt gets to advertise tobacco. Like, yeah. what the hell is wrong with this country?
1: Yeah, that is, that is fucking wild. All right, let's uh, shift gears a little bit and talk about the police. Not the band, unfortunately. The Damn. actual police. In this case, the New Orleans police. You're not going to believe Ooh. this. The city of New Orleans started using facial recognition to crack down on crime recently. That's not the unbelievable part. What you're not going to believe, that shit is not working at all. Politico will link to this article. They did a big, long investigation into this, and they obtained records and data about the system's effectiveness and found that it is, one, highly ineffective, it is rarely associated with arrests, and disproportionately used against black people. One thing we should point out here is this is one of those cases where you'll see percentages thrown around where it's like, oh, like 97% of the searches brought back no results. We're actually only talking about like 19 searches. They barely use this, which that's good. The problem is a lot of other police departments around the country also use facial recognition and they use it at a way higher clip. Like the NYPD did something like 5,000 facial recognition searches in one year. And so New Orleans, their defense is basically, well, your numbers prove that we're using it responsibly and that we're not overusing it. And it's like true, but also even in that small sample size, it's doing what critics of facial recognition say it's going to do, which is nothing. It's not going to solve any crimes. And it's just going to be profiling people of color. And yep, that's what it's doing. Can you believe it?
2: Okay, so real quick, most of these articles I skimmed through just so I know what we're talking about. But I intentionally didn't read this one because I made a video about this on my YouTube channel. I ended up having to delete it with like five other ones because maybe we do a conspiracy episode. But I'm like 95% sure the FBI was not letting me get into the YouTube partner program because I was making videos so like on FBI files you can get. But anyway, I did one on the facial recognition and I wanted to see how many points I can guess or see if it was in here without reading it. So from what I remember researching this, the reason these facial recognition programs don't work is because, yes, yeah, AI. But the thing about AI is it's only as unbiased as the people that train it. And the thing about the tech industry, it's like almost all white and Asian guys. So they're just going off their own biases and they're training it. And they don't know how to train it on melanated skin. So we had an incident in Detroit a few years ago. They went and arrested this guy at his job and said he robbed a store or something. He like, that wasn't me. They like, well, we got you on the face recognition and it's some sci-fi shit. And they were like, yeah, it wasn't him. But yeah, man, the, the whole tech industry, just the whole thing. It's like people keep talking about, well, when it's up to robots, we'll take out implicit bias. Not that the people training it aren't diverse.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's that. That's like, I hate that they call it AI, because that's not what it is. AI means artificial intelligence. And it's like, no, this is just the amalgamation of human intelligence. It is not objective. It is exactly as biased as the people who made it. And to your point, the technology, uh, the tech companies, these are the same people who had to redesign all their cameras because they used to not be able to photograph Black people
2: or yeah, yeah, that's dark, what, darker yeah, skin people too. That, no, was, that I was was it was in this article.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. that was like a, a thing. It was like when they first came out with iPhone and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, this is an amazing camera to photograph white people. Other than that, it sucks. And and this, these are the exact same people who are working on this technology. Which, as I said, if it was truly somehow you could get a robot to think on its own, then absolutely you could maybe have it be somewhat objective. But that's not what this is. This is just, it's like when you ask it. The first time I messed with ChatGPT, I was writing a story, a uh, historical story for a podcast called The Dollop. And I just, for funsies, was like, I wonder if this thing knows anything that I don't about this person that I was writing about. And so I, you know, punched it in there. And it came back with the most inaccurate information. I've, like, it was, like, not even close to the things that I'd read in books and all that stuff. I was like, just say you don't know. Yeah, dick, you know, and now you, you know, uh, transpose that out to what's going on with this. And it's the exact same thing. It's like, you don't know shit. You're still designed by a person. So the fact that this is being used to prosecute people is fucked up.
1: Yeah, it's nuts. And it also just doesn't work. If it impacts crime at all, it's in this way. There was a Georgia State University paper published last year that found police departments that started using facial recognition, reported a 55% increase in arrests of black adults while having a 21% drop in arrests of white adults. That is not the fucking change we need when it comes right. to policing, yeah. obviously.
0: Well, well, and also the places that they would be implementing this sort of technology, exactly. it's, that's where they're going to be putting it. It's not like they're going to be putting it in some... Upscale white suburban neighborhood It's yeah. like well this is where the Fucking crime is and you're like yeah You fucking dicks
2: Yeah, It just gives them a better excuse For over policing
1: Yeah it's like similar to that
2: Shot spotter thing I can't remember I think I did the same article Or I did a separate one about shot spotter Yeah but yeah you can get into it and in which y'all understand why I'm like pretty sure the feds were not Fucking with my check it, it was a whole thing But yeah I, I did one about shot spotter and that whole thing, it just sound, it sounds like a way to, like, they're watching money and writing off millions of dollars because ShotSpotter doesn't work, or what it did is another reason, giving them an excuse to over-police. they like, see, arrests went up, but it's arrest for petty shit. Like, the amount of money y'all spent on ShotSpotter, instead of hiring more cops, y'all could have put that into the community, put food banks, community centers, and shit like that, But no, we arrested somebody for, I don't know, just goofy shit, man. By the time
1: the police have heard the shot, it's a little too late. Yeah. The crime has happened. Like, it might help you arrest someone, but how about addressing the reason there's so many shots
0: happening? For for the money you spent, you could be like, hey,
2: bring a gun in and I'll give you double the value of it. You know
0: what I mean? You can buy back guns for that. So many things.
2: And before I forget, not only that, but the article I read about ShotSpotter, not only that, it's been proven that they can just like straight up listen in people's homes or especially if it's a hot day and you have your window closed. And they're like, so yeah, technically it's no law saying that they can't use that audio to start targeting ads in the neighborhood and all this other stuff. Like, are we just not... We Americans are clearly okay with turning it into an even more police state as long as the it's the areas where they like okay, yeah, over there, but not over here oh
1: absolutely I did I think it was an episode about where we talked about shot spotter. I don't know how long ago, but there's also this program it's tied to where if there's a shot spotter alert, this program will send the police like social media profiles of like anyone who has any like suspicious activity in their posts like it will scan social media profiles of that entire neighborhood and identify people the police might want to go have a look at and obviously not all of them fired that one shot but now the police have this fucking list that they can use to fucking do their policing on a hunch and all the bullshit cops yeah,
2: do
0: yeah somebody fires a shot in my neighborhood and they're just like this one guy is doing a lot of fucking podcasting around here <laughs> yeah.
2: i moved out of detroit i'm in the suburbs we have something called project Greenlight, which is just basically a way to make mass surveillance and black communities normal they like not only that it's a hustle The join project Greenlight. it's a camera that records 24 7 so you can like put it in your gas station but you have to pay the money it's all type of fees to join it and stuff and it's just it's just crazy man like the, the <laughs> way policing in america is, is all a grift oh,
0: and yeah. as soon as you said project green light i was just like stealing myself i'm like this is about to be something really fucked up yeah, like yeah anytime it's got some <laughs> name like that you're like oh this is this is not gonna end well for somebody
1: hey speaking of fucked up Let's keep talking about the police. In this case, just one particular cop, a Chicago cop who is now under investigation after starting an off-duty fight with an eighth grader on a school playground. <laughs> yes.
0: Okay. We believe you. You're tough. All right. Oh. You don't have to go around beating up eighth graders to prove it.
1: Did you both watch this video?
2: Yes. I read I read the article. I'm trying to remember that I... Watch the video. What was it? What was in the video? I know I read the article.
1: Well, basically, this kid and I have his name in the notes Jaquan Williams is the kid's name. He's 14, he's an eighth grader. And there's surveillance footage. It's before school, and there's a bunch of kids lined up to go into the school. Apparently, Jaquan Williams was playing basketball and he felt like he was fouled. And <laughs> Like he was mad about it and the game ended. It was time to go into school. So apparently at the most, he was like muttering under his breath about how mad he was about being fouled in this basketball game. He just goes to walk in to the school and for whatever reason, like he doesn't look at this guy. He doesn't motion to him. He doesn't do anything. This guy who is an off duty cop, who's there visiting his like, Girlfriend, I think. I think this teacher was. He was like they were dating, or they. He yeah, they, like
2: they a, worded the article. They said some shit like his close, yeah, companion or something like that. His so amigo, weird. his yeah.
0: compadre.
2: He's probably yeah, like. Why do y'all just say his girlfriend? Because he's probably
1: married. He's a fucking cop, yeah.
0: right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Like he's almost certainly married, and so Jaquan Williams goes to walk past him, and for whatever reason. This guy jumps in his face and, like, pushes him back by his throat. Which, I mean, on the one hand, at least he didn't fucking shoot him, being yeah. a Chicago cop. But also, don't fucking push kids on playgrounds, you fucking maniac. Like, what what are you doing? And when he does that, this part isn't on the video, but they talk about it in the article. Apparently, like, the school security guard was watching all this. And when he pushed the kid, the security guard comes over and it's like, what the fuck, man? Because he didn't know this guy was a cop. Yeah. And he did that movie cop thing and like lifted his shirt to show that he had a gun and a badge. And it's like, why are you going fucking bad cop on this kid who was just trying to walk into school? What the fuck?
2: And oh, in the article, In the article, they're like, well, he had a holster. We can't confirm or deny if a gun was in it, but he lifted his shirt. Like, what? Well, why would he lift his shirt if the shit was empty? Right.
0: Look at my hairy belly. Yeah, look at my
1: belly.
2: <laughs> also, this cop either had short man syndrome, or this is just like one of those kids that had early growth spurt, because I think it said the kid was like six inches taller than him or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like yeah. the way
1: they worded it. They were like, despite being six inches taller, Jaquan did not act it's like.
0: I mean, okay. Whenever they send those cops to like re-education camp to be less <laughs> fucked up, they really need to just send them and put them in one of those uh those like saline tanks that Joe Rogan uses, and just have someone rub their shoulders and be like, "You're a big tough boy. You're the toughest. <laughs> you're the biggest. You're a big tough boy." Because that's the fucking issue here with all of these goddamn people is they all have a complex and it's always like you know people will always say like oh the cops were like bullies in school but they're not they're the people who got fucked with yeah always the like everybody i know who became a cop from my high school is somebody who got fucked with and they've all got something to prove and it's like dude if you're in a situation where you're pushing around 14 year olds you're a fucking douchebag. Like, you know what I mean? In any case, but especially when it's like, you've got a gun on you. Like, Oh, I'm going to flash my piece at a middle school. You (laughs) fucking suck, dude. You don't even go here. (laughs)
2: Did did you get to his history yet? Did you read about his history of being a piece of shit cop? (laughs) Yeah. I, I could have just inferred from the headline, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's
1: been a Chicago cop for 30 years. Was it? Was it thirty
2: years? or thirty, I thought he. I thought they said he had like thirty allegations against him. Was it? I didn't read. Oh, maybe he have, does. I might have missed how long. Maybe he He's just. Top.
1: Maybe he just does one a year.
2: Maybe. <laughs> right. Maybe that he also was like. To the, he
1: was like, "Fuck it, today's the day." <laughs> like, thirty years, yeah, they're, baby. They're like, damn, is it May already?
2: <laughs> also, he got into trouble for working his off-duty cop job at a bowling alley and got into an argument. Went outside and started shooting into the air. <laughs>
0: Ah! I mean look I'm not gonna lie I've always wanted to do the point break thing lay on my back and just scream and shoot into the air that sounds great but uh, yeah I would I would I'd do it in the woods somewhere where it couldn't fall on anybody
2: right yeah man it's just it's, fuck the police yeah oh, yeah yeah
1: this guy's a fucking problem I hope he gets sued a whole bunch the family has filed a civil lawsuit against him and there's also a criminal investigation Here's a quote from his piece of shit lawyer, Tim Grace. Officer Lancaster is a decorated Chicago police officer who was legally at the school when the minor child became a danger to the students and the staff. He acted in a manner to protect the children and staff from a student who clearly was a threat to all present. And it's like, motherfucker, we've seen the video. And you're the one
0: with the gun. you're <laughs> right? the threat yeah you have like a I'm sure the gun sure on school a,
1: property and you're not supposed to
0: <laughs> yeah like I'm awesome. sure I'm sure if this was like a really big kid, it might be difficult for somebody to take control of him. but at the end of the day he's still thirteen or fourteen. somebody would be able to suppress an unarmed child, I think uh, yeah.
2: fucking. Off-duty cop with a gun? Not so much. Yeah. Unstoppable, some would say. I went to a middle school in the hood. They already mentioned a security guard. There are also security guards with metal detectors at the door as you walk in. So the cop didn't need to get involved if it was that out of hand. It clearly wasn't if nobody else had anything to do. He was just trying to show off for his side chick, which they refused to refer to exactly what she is.
1: You know that's what it is. God damn it. You know it. They worded it so fucking weird.
2: Yes. I'm like, what? what is this, a 1950s TV show? Yeah. Hey, it's Bunny yeah. Hop, partner. Yeah, what do you mean, <laughs> his special
1: friend? What the fuck yeah, are you they, talking about?
2: They
0: were on their way to the sock hop, and they stopped in to get a fizz.
1: And I thought it was interesting. They mentioned that an incident like this, yeah, like no one died, like no one got injured, so it seems like it's not that big of a deal, but shit like this is why people in these Communities don't trust the police and don't fucking like the police. It's not just because they fucking kill people with reckless abandon. It's because of shit like this too, where they just act like, Hey, you get that. We're the fucking military, right? Like right. we are your local neighborhood military and pulling stunts like this. That's why the community doesn't fucking like the police.
0: Oh yeah.
2: Did, did you guys have any interactions with uh with police in middle school? Well, my first day in middle school, we had actual. To, no, in middle school we had poli- uh we had security guards, but in high school we had at, an actual mini police station in the school. Jesus but Christ. we seen cops all the time. But like shit, my I had older brothers, so I knew about getting pulled over as a child before I knew what police was. I, I just thought it was normal. My brother had a Mustang, I guess, because he was young and black i just get pulled over you like all right take your do-rag off because you know this is the 90s you want to get waves for i don't know how to describe waves for white people that don't know what ways and <laughs> it's a hairstyle you brush your yeah. hair so you brush your hair you like all right take your do-rag off i'm like i'm nine cops don't give a kid you're like take your do-rag off make sure your seat build on I'm, we're getting pulled over so i mean it's just normal to you know that police shit yeah this is all normal
0: when i was in eighth grade i used to walk to school my my parent's house was basically right across the street from the junior high school. And a friend of mine who was a fucking, you know, little, little piece of shit, little miscreants would walk to my house and then we'd walk to school together. And one day he threw a stick at a car while we were walking, just casually like waited, like boom. And we were, I was just like, Oh, that's crazy. And then at the end of first period, we both got pulled in. There were like six cops and it turns out the car that he had thrown it at, her brother was a cop. So like half the police department showed up and they separated us and they got me in a room and the cop got right in my face and he goes, now I know you didn't do this. I know it was your little friend in there, but son, if you keep hanging out with the people like this, you're going to end up in the electric chair. I've seen it a hundred (laughs) times. What? I was 13 Shit. years old. I was like, I think he just threw a stick at a car. I don't think it was that right. crazy. Yeah. I was like, uh yeah. Like even as a seventh or eighth grader or whatever I was, it was just like, that seems a bit intense.
1: I got taken to jail when I was seventeen. Shit. And it was because I was driving without my license. Like I had a license. I just like forgot it at home. Which is normally not the kind of thing. Police would take you to actual jail for, especially if you're 17.
2: Yeah. Oh, really? I thought. And I yeah, well, yeah. I get that's another two Americas thing. And black black folks well, no, that's straight to jail.
1: Well, no, that's <laughs> we the don't thing. get to the I, I mean, I grew up in Peoria, Illinois, which I always describe as all of the crime and poverty of Chicago with none of the nightlife. Like, <laughs> I grew up in like Peoria is that kind of community, and I think the reason. I got taken to jail is I was in the car with three other friends. They were all black and we were very loudly joking and laughing about how funny it would be if they took me to jail just for not having my license. And sure enough, they fucking walked up to the car and they were like, "Uh, unless you have the money to pay this ticket right now, you're going to jail. So I didn't just get taken to jail. They like low key blackmailed me sort of or like try to like extort tick I don't like I don't think you can just pay your ticket right there Yeah that's what I was about to say I don't think that's a thing <laughs> Like uh, I do in, Mon- in Montana it's a thing
0: I got shaken down for $20 cash uh, Yeah what Like it what? felt yeah. like they wait, were wait, wait, wait. Sh- What did you do it
2: for 20 20-
0: What's I, I was speeding and I got pulled over. I told the story on stage, so it's kind of a bit at this point, but it's true. I got, I got pulled over and the cop, first of all, his name was officer Disney. And he had a little <laughs> gold name tag that said Disney. And I was like, are you, Disney and he screamed he goes no relation i was like okay jesus sorry again he got fucked with in high school i guarantee you oh here comes disney princess uh and that's why he's a cop now he's like well you know i clocked you going 20 miles an hour over and this is montana and it's like two in the morning i'm I'm doing comedy and he goes well i could i could write you a ticket for reckless driving but i'm only going to put you down for speeding and that's going to cut that ticket price right in half and so i'm thinking it's like la ticket prices and i'm like i still am fucked and he goes that'll be twenty dollars Shit. And I was like, I was like, one, great, I happen to have twenty dollars. <laughs> Two, also, he made a big deal about it being much cheaper. And I was like, oh, he doesn't think I'm a man with forty dollars is what It's like I'm gonna cut this fucking idiot a break. But yeah, and then he goes, Oh, and by the way, here in Montana, we take cash. And Ugh. like and I was like, Am I being shaken down by the state of Montana for 20? dollars okay here and it never showed my insurance never went up it never showed up on a record i
2: think think that was extortion man i don't think that was a ticket i don't I don't even think they have tickets that cheap in the United States.
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I was like, if it's extortion, it's such low stakes. I'm like, I, I'd give you a hundred to not have a ticket, but <laughs> yeah, twenty. No you're like settling for way less than I was going to offer. <laughs> what, what state was this? Montana. This was like in between oh. uh, Butte See,
2: and uh, Bo- Bozeman. Twenty bucks is like fifty in Montana. I guess. Though, yeah. You know. He... I yeah. I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. When I got taken to jail, you know, it was bullshit. Because, again, I was 17, which I think, like, legally, I don't think you can just, like, take a 17-year-old to actual adult jail. I think
0: the courts have to
1: discuss that. But, you know, it was bullshit because my mom was able to get me out not by bailing me out, but just by being like, let me speak to your manager about it. Like, she just kept calling and was like, motherfucker. Motherfucker. My son yeah. is 17. You cannot keep him in jail. And she eventually called enough. They were like, all right, fine. And just fucking let me out. And like nothing Shit. ever came of it.
2: I've never been arrested, but I really pissed a cop off apparently because he didn't have anything to write a ticket on me for my. <laughs> it was me, my, uh, my wife, my girlfriend at the time, and like three of my friends. I had an explorer. We were leaving the mall to go get something to eat and for some reason i had automatic lights i forgot to cut the headlights on and i get pulled over i was telling the story to one of my white co-workers he didn't believe me that i got a ticket for having my headlights off he's like cops don't do that they just be like hey cut your headlights on to keep going i'm like bro i was pulled over for like at least 90 minutes he took all of our driver's licenses he said some movie shit like so where you guys going going to buy some trees and get some drinks I'm like nah, man, we <laughs> no man we're going to Buffalo oh, Wild Wings and Jesus. I got a ticket for that shit I tell he like they don't cops don't give you no ticket for not having your headlights no. like, so on I'm like I paid it yeah. I'm like so well, this nigga <laughs> could get could have just said your lights off
1: yeah yeah
0: oh no I I got pulled over twice in one night driving to the beach down in Alabama where I had a, a headlight or a, a, a taillight that was out and I didn't know it was out until a cop in Conecuh County pulled me over. And now, granted, I I did have uh, like you know pretty much shoulder length hair at this point, and in my back seats because I was going to the beach was obviously an acoustic guitar and bongos. Uh, so sure. I was the most suspicious. person. I I was the most potheaded looking individual who doesn't actually smoke pot. So they kept me for a long time, but I got pulled over and they just, they were like, oh, well you just get that fixed, you know? And then I met your hair. yeah. 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 And now I'm in Baldwin County and I got pulled over again and he was like, oh, you know, your brake light is out. I was like, yeah, you can actually call the people in
2: Connecticut County. They've already alerted me an hour and a half earlier. Uh, but yeah, and then I just went to AutoZone. No ticket. No problem. And mine's work wasn't even defective. They cut on. It's just remember he walked up. Oh, after he gave me the ticket, he was like, do your headlights work? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I feel like that's something he's supposed to ask before you write the ticket. Yeah. Like, what are we talking about? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, Just man. this is put them
0: on. It's so, a
2: concept we call two Americas.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'd have arrested me if I saw somebody with bongos in the bat. That's open and shut. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so now that we've established ourselves as hardened criminals, let's talk about a unique approach to deal with crime. This is one of the things that really sucks about how much power the extreme right has in this country and has gained over the past few years it's really pulling a lot of democrats more and more toward the center and in a lot of cases especially this one it's moving people like kind of to the right or even further to the right than the republicans they're running against case in point sherelle parker She is probably going to be the next mayor of Philadelphia. She's a black woman. She's a Democrat. She is progressive and left-leaning on a whole bunch of things that you would expect a Democrat running for mayor of Philadelphia to be. But also, she maybe wants to call in the National Guard to deal with crime in Philadelphia. She was asked during a recent town hall hosted by ABC, If she would call in the National Guard to fight crime. And here's what she said. Will I call on them to help us, for example, shut down the open air drug market in Kensington that's being allowed to prevail? They will be a part of the solution. And here's the thing. If there is an open air drug market in your city, it implies you haven't even tried using the police yet. Like you're just going (laughs) to jump straight to National Guard. The National Guard can't arrest people. Like, they're just going to, like, show up in, like, Kent State motherfuckers and just shoot people down? Like, what is the National Guard going to do? Her predecessor, Jim Kenny, people had called on him to do this, and he's like, no, fuck that. But also, the Republican she's running against, a guy named David O., oh, had also been asked about this previously, and he was like, no, they don't have training for that. The national That's not the National Guard's job. But... Sherelle Parker's like, fuck yeah, we're calling the National Guard. And that feels like a thing that, I don't know, it's just like sort of kowtowing to the right while also being on the left on everything else.
0: Yeah, well, you, you got to love a, a person who's like, oh, I'm progressive, you know, Black Lives Matter, climate change is real, uh, we will predator drone you if you steal toothpaste from CVS, but, uh, you know, uh, also, uh, everybody, uh, everybody's, uh, you know, their own special person, whatever. But no, to your point, you're like, everybody's, they're being pulled towards the center. It's important to keep in mind, especially if people listening overseas, America does not have a left. We have a right wing and a death cult, So being pulled to the center is just being pulled, you know, to the existing right. You know what I mean? And it's because it's because of shit like this where it's you're right. Yeah. The outsized influence of right wing propaganda, which is that every every city is a hellhole, you know, like I'm I'm a tour guide in L.A. So my whole job is just driving around people from other countries and other states and having to you know like that's usually the first question i get is they're like oh you know we saw on on the news that you just walk outside in la and you just get hit with at least 30 uh bullets every time you leave your house <laughs> it's like no i mean it's you know it's like any other big city there's there's scary parts but it's fucking fine i don't know yeah um but yeah i know it's yeah it's fucked up
2: also she's a progressive black democrat in the same way that Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City, is a progressive <laughs> black Democrat.
0: Holy shit. What is his, his, uh, the best quote? I, I literally can't get it out of my mind. What he said, let your haters be your waiters at the table of success. Uh, <laughs> what, a, what a fucking oh, this maniac. Fucking,
2: this <laughs> fucking dickhead, Eric Adams, man. <laughs> He's a maniac, dude. I love him.
1: And the worst part is I would love that quote from like anyone else.
2: <laughs> I know.
0: Let like even if waiter Trump waiter said it, I'd be like, "Oh, that's a sets. pretty
1: good
2: line."
0: It's hilarious.
1: But that guy's not a piece only of shit. Ugh.
2: Not only is he basically, is he actually just a a, a conservative? He's also a mixy ass mayor. He be hanging out with all these fucking rappers and taking pictures. He always want to be in the scene, taking like. Then he just keeps he's he's a fucking super cop. <laughs> Fuck Eric Adams, man. Fuck the police! I swear. <laughs> And,
0: also, a, and,
2: and a vegan, too. An annoying vegan. Oh, stop it. I know you got some overlap, because I've I seen in the chat a uh, few of my uh, folks on the YouTube, uh, at least FD Signifier, somebody shouted him out. So shout out to Ol- Olunati. I would have to just share her video or something, because I don't know how to say her name on there, but she did like a full 90-minute video uh, about why people hate Eric Adams, and it's not just because he's a cop. She uh really She's a public defender in New York. I might hit the link that somehow, but yeah, Eric Adams, man, he's terrible. He lied about everything. He campaigned as like this civil rights era person, and if you see the video, and then he gets in, and he tried to ban drill rap. Like, what the fuck is this? Uh, What's that movie where they tried to ban dancing? Footloose. (laughs) Footloose. Yeah, Yeah, like how did, first off. Oh, we need a drill drill version of Footloose. How do you ban a subgenre of a genre? Not rap. (laughs) Drill rap.
1: Yeah, how do you enforce that? Just kicking right, in motherfuckers' studio doors.
0: All right, we're coming after Drill Rap, uh, Alternative Country, and Math Rock. All
1: right. right. Oh, I would support two of those three.
2: <laughs> math Rock, sure. Yeah, man, like what y'all said, like, it's not even a left anymore. It's like an I I'm one of the people I don't know what the fuck I am I don't believe in giving yourself a title like nothing I hate more not nothing annoys me more than the white leftists. that that's their entire personality they don't really do anything but they're just like oh I'm a leftist progressive but they're just all of that in words I scare white people I realize that (laughs) like specific types so shout out to Aleph for having me back on the show (laughs) <laughs> so, like, I, uh, a lot of people that listen to my old episodes, I was on, I'm an ex-Jehovah's Witness. So, it's like a small community of YouTubers. So, I that's not my whole channel, but you do crossover sometimes. So, I've been ghosted by a couple people, and then I realized it's because I scare, like, white creators that call themselves progressive. So, I DM'd a couple, they'd be like, hey, I'm like, yo, let's uh do something together. I want to work on a video, got an idea. They're like, okay. And then apparently, what happens is they look at my videos where I say things like, fuck the police. Uh, We need to legalize this and do that. Like actual stuff that the people who make that their personalities. And they're like, "Mm, I don't know about that, man. He's a little too scary for me. But it's like these people, they like the stuff, y'all. Our whole political system, everybody wants a title, and your ideology is Twitter profiles and shit. And then you get a guy like Eric Adams who wants to over police and bring back stop and frisk. And this lady who
1: she wants to bring back stop and frisk also.
2: Yeah, she wants to bring back stop and frisk. But when I hear open air drug market, I'm like, so you're telling me it's a centralized place for people to buy narcotics. Why don't we just put nurses in there and treatment clinics? Y'all know where they at. Just spend the money there. Like, what the hell are we doing?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like the problem is there aren't walls around it. Just fucking make it a building where people can go. That's
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Way like, easier
1: way to monitor drugs.
2: Yeah, and we've seen Hamsterdam, which was yeah, a fictional show, but it worked on the wire. They were like, Hey, if we can make this legal, we can get like clean needles and testing sites and recovery centers. But they like, No, we need some head bashing.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, no. And, and to your point about the left, I think that the question that you should always be asking yourself when you're advocating for something is at the end of the day, are you helping somebody? And if yeah. the answer is yes, then it's probably a noble pursuit. And if the answer is like, no, I'm just here to fucking piss off the establishment and you're like, then you don't get any new friends. You don't get any new allies. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, I think your, your point is excellent because that's, it's always what you need to be asking yourself is like, If what I'm pushing for doesn't end up helping at least one person at the end of it, then it's not worth the fucking, you know, it's not worth the fuck.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's talk about one more bastion of liberalism before we get out of here. Portland, Oregon. They are very soon going to begin enforcing a daytime homeless camping restriction starting in November They are launching a time, place, manner ordinance that dictates when and where homeless people can sleep during the day. It prohibits homeless encampments in all sorts of public spaces between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. New ordinance goes into effect on November 13th. There is currently a map on the city's website that shows where. Homeless people will not be allowed, but there's nothing that mentions where they're supposed to go during the day. And the mayor's goal, Ted Wheeler, his goal is to have no unauthorized homeless encampments anywhere in the city of Portland, eventually. And what's scary about it is he acknowledges that, well, yeah, we're going to have to come up with like some kind of humane solution for where people are going to go and it's like so what you're saying is you haven't come up with that yet for now it's just get out of our beautiful streets we just put a new hotel here and we don't want the tourists to be scared
0: yeah again does your policy help anybody at the end of the day does it help anybody is the answer no then it's fucked <laughs> you know what i mean if your whole policy is like you know we're just going to we're going to crack down on this problem you're like and then You know, and also this sounds very much like Jim Crow era vagrancy laws. This is the shit that they had down south prior to the 1950s and 60s, where they could just put you in jail for just being on the street for no reason. Cops would approach, you know, poor and, and mostly black people and be like, what are you doing out here? And if your answer isn't something very specific, they will take you to jail. And that's exactly what this sounds like. And for the cost of enforcing whatever this stupid shit is, again, get somebody a a house. Let's do one house. Let's just see how it goes. And then we'll do another if that works.
2: And not only that, the way they're going to enforce it, they're like, we don't really have a system. They're like, all right, so the first time it's going to be like a warning, then a citation, then something else. But they like, they don't even have a system to keep up with that. Yeah. A lot of homeless people probably don't have IDs. They don't. How do you even enforce all this? And on top of that, they are hiring 130 cops for this bullshit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's just, you know, outlawing homelessness basically.
0: Yeah. And the Portland police famously gentle uh, with people.
1: Yeah. Port, it's kind famous. of their whole
0: thing. Yeah. You know, they, they've, they've actually, they don't have guns. They have uh, balloon animals shaped like guns.
1: Well, Portland is where during the George Floyd riots, there were just, like, cops, but not wearing uniform, like, non-uniform cops were just, like, abducting people and tossing them yeah. in vans oh, yeah. and shit. Yeah. Uh, keep Portland weird.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, Oregon is one of the darkest, just, places I think I've <laughs> ever been. The vibes are fucked, as they say. Uh, you know, I'm, it's I've got friends that live there. I'm sure it's a lovely place, but, man, I have never been just more, just, just kind of weirded out by anywhere I've ever been. And it's uh yeah, and that that whole uh, authoritarian state thing is uh, not helping the look.
1: Yeah. I've never been to Portland. I've been to Eugene, Oregon. Oh, okay. Which football, you know, football. Yeah. I was there for a track event. It's also a big track community. I met Marion Jones before she was oh. former disgraced athlete, Marion Jones. She was still shit at the time. Who was that? She was an Olympic athlete who got brought down in a big doping scandal.
2: Uh The only thing I know about Portland is there was some show on TV for like 10 years called Portlandia I've never seen an episode of. I like Portlandia. They just lost like 10%. The state alone lost like 10% of their black uh, population because Dane Leonard and his family moved out, so. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, i did i like portlandia it was fun I, I, I think i think i watched the first two seasons of that you know
1: yeah i think i watched a
2: couple seasons but i understand it's like a hip portland is like a hipster city right
0: yes it's it's a hipster city with a a, a very intense police violence issue on top of all of that so it's,
1: it's yeah real, the, the thing i always the, the thing i would i would ask in response to that is name the big liberal city that doesn't have a brutal police department. It's true. Yeah, there aren't any, it's certainly not LA. I mean, maybe yeah, San Francisco, but just cause San Francisco just doesn't have cops. Like I don't know right. that I've ever seen one in San Francisco, which is like a whole unique problem of its own.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, that's the the blue flu, as they say. Yeah, You're being mean to us, so we're just not going to do our job. Again, we need to put these people in salient tanks and be like, you're a big, strong boy. You're really strong. We love you.
1: Yeah. They're too busy firing off racist texts. And like
0: and playing Pokemon
1: Go in LA. (laughs) Voting Democrat in every election.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So it sounds like Portland is another one of them cities that has social media liberals. Like, they they oh well I blacked my screen out uh on social media for whatever the hell cost that some group that ain't even in the trenches made up, but they're not outraged about 130 cops being hired. Like if we could get Portland is a high cost of living, so meaning the cops make it a lot of money. So like the salary, yeah. the yearly salary of 130 cops, imagine if they spent that on affordable housing and stuff like that. It's yeah. just this thing well, that I fucking get pissed off of these people that not from these communities and they want to tell people how to move, how to be angry, how to respond to police violence and all this shit. And they, you know, what I'm saying they, it's just all talk. Like Portland, if they were really this liberal hipster city, this would be outraged. Like you hear people in Atlanta talking about Stop Cop City. At least the people in there are doing something. Yeah. Yeah. But,
0: yeah. Well, in Portland is like you know, at least in my limited experience in that city, it is if a nimby person in LA was a city, it is absolutely everybody in that fucking town has that rainbow sign where it's like, love is love. Black lives matter. We believe in science, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, wait, a homeless shelter being built on my streets. Heaven forbid.
1: Yeah. I don't know if this is still the case, but a long time ago when I worked for cracked, I don't remember what article I was working on, but I found a really interesting thing where Portland, the locals were all up in arms about people from California moving to Portland. And there was this like anti-California campaign. And their whole argument was like, well, they're like forcing us out of these neighborhoods because now we can't afford them. And what I found at the time was that there were two major cities in the United States that did not have a provision in their local laws where if you were building new housing developments, you had to set some of it aside for affordable housing. Like even in Santa Monica, there are beautiful apartments that if you make like less than 60 grand a year, like you're considered below the poverty level and you can live... In those apartments. And that like is based on income, like everywhere else, like per state, it's going to be cheaper probably in Portland, but Portland and Austin, Texas were the two cities that did not have those provisions in place. And at least in Portland, it seems like a lot of it had to do with when that first wave of people like gentrified the poor neighborhoods, they were like, all right, well, we're here now. And we want we want to keep Portland weird. And so we don't really want those like low income housing laws to apply to us. And weirdly, the same thing happened in Austin. And now what was happening was people were coming from California who could like afford to like price those people out of those neighborhoods. And so people were like, Oh, well, we're pissed now. Like now we're yeah. the poor people getting forced out. And it's like maybe you should have pushed for more affordable housing in your neighborhood and you could, you know, access some of that.
0: It's it's so funny that it's the two cities that are keep Austin weird. Yeah, I was literally about
2: to compare them to each other.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's the slogan of both cities. And you're like, yeah, do you not realize that the weirdness that you are romanticizing comes from poor fucking people who make art and make cool shit? That's where culture comes from is working class and poor people. And if you're going to fuck them, then the culture is going to go away. See, as the previously discussed San Francisco being a great example, which was the cultural Mecca of the United States for decades, and now is a fucking ghost town because those people can't afford to live there. And it's happening here in LA, and it's sure as shit happening in those two cities as well, where it's like, eventually, all the interesting people are going to be living in vans.
2: Yeah. Oh, I wanted to bring this up. Adam, I know you you know what this is because you've seen one of the greatest movies of the last decade. Sorry to bother you. Oh, so fuck cu- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious with the way the economy going. I wouldn't be surprised if like in 10 years, company towns like what we've seen in that just become a thing.
1: Oh, like, yeah.
2: Oh, for sure. Like you can. Like, you'll work at Amazon and you just have, like, an Amazon-owned corporate town. That's been a thing before. I don't know. Yeah, it was, like, back in the 30s or something, I think. Chernobyl was that.
0: Yeah, that was a product of coal mining initially, like, all of the. Coal yep. company towns in Kentucky, Virginia, West Virginia, Apple, like all over Appalachia, even down into Alabama, the northern parts where I'm from, Tennessee. All of those places had company towns that were owned by, you know, Peabody or Massey Energy or or any of those coal companies where you worked at the mine. You could only spend money at the company store and yep. that kind of thing. And you're and exactly right, like crazy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And they, they keep all of the actual money and then you just get to, you know, have their little fun monopoly money. And, you know, I mentioned Bentonville, Arkansas earlier. That's kind of the situation there. Everybody who lives in Bentonville either works at Walmart or they work for somebody who's higher up at Walmart. kind of a thing. And those people don't have anywhere to fucking live because they have incentivized trying to bring white collar workers to this town to such a degree that it becomes a detriment for everybody who actually lives there and inconveniences them in terms of getting to work and you know somewhere to live nearby. So it's it's absolutely happening. It's just going to become more widespread. And uh, yes, I'm ready to become a horse uh, like at the end of that film.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. My thing. I always wonder, like, where the people who work in actual Hollywood or Soho, like the people that just do general, like, if you work at a CVS. Where the hell do you live? Well, that's, you can't afford to live near your
1: job. That is the whole heart of the LA hotel workers strike. Their whole yeah. thing is like, look, we keep this fucking city running when you have tourist shit happening. And we can't even fucking afford to live here. Like people which, can which afford. Which is always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like they just happen to have a union that represents them. That's a thing I've often wondered, too. And it's got to be either like I don't I don't know why I'm speculating on what it is. One roommates, people just roommate the fuck up in Los Angeles and in expensive cities. And either that or you just commute to somewhere that is less expensive, which in L.A., you're talking like a four hour round trip commute, depending on where you have to commute. Too.
0: Especially if, if you have to take public transportation in the city,
1: yeah, it's, yeah, it's it, going to be. Yeah, i thing it's like,
2: at, at a certain point, like, it doesn't even make sense. Like, someone has to work at CVS, someone has to work at McDonald's. Like, instead of a four-hour commute, why don't those people who are working there just work somewhere closer? Like, how do you even get people to fill these jobs? Like, I don't even. The whole concept is just mind blowing. Because, like, we have service jobs, but how do you even get people to do them? Like, who's making that? round trip unless it's just people that are aspiring actors and they like I have to work here so that I can pay bills and <laughs> no. go on
1: their parents uh, pay their bills usually. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. In a lot of, in a lot of cases for sure. Yeah, when when I first moved here I worked at a grilled cheese sandwich store and uh fortunately I you know I had roommates, I still have roommates. So that's that's kind of how I uh that's kind of how I make it, but uh yeah, you you live you live wherever uh, wherever you can find a, find a deal, I suppose. But it's also exactly what you were talking about is, you know, kind of... And this sort of goes to that previous story about feeding into right-wing narratives of somebody being like, well, no, the damn line is out the door at the McDonald's. Nobody wants to work anymore. It's like, yeah, no one can fucking live here. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah you're going to have shortages in the service industry. And the fact that our entire economy has been reduced to pretty much service industry jobs. This is just going to become a bigger and bigger problem until somebody either pays the fuck up or, you know.
1: And also the people who do the most complaining about no one wanting to work anymore also do the most complaining when you suggest that, hey, maybe we should pay service workers more. Maybe we should raise the minimum wage. Then they're like, no, what if I own a truck business someday? and I got to pay a higher minimum wage than I would have if there was a Republican in office and it's like,
2: yeah. it's, it's like the Futurama you. meme, like Fry, why are you mad? You aren't even rich. He's like, yeah, but one day I might be rich and then people like me better look out. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's exactly no, it's, that. It, and, and, and of course, are,
2: Futurama is from the guy that created the Simpsons. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Portland, Portland, Oregon zone. <laughs> Matt Yeah. <Rainey. laughs> yep. Port- ah.
1: uh,
2: what a for- what a full circle. Moment. Took place in Portland.
1: So I think that's our episode. We did it. Yeah. This was good. This was really good. Thank you both. I appreciate it. Thanks Uh, for having me. This was
2: awesome. No problem. Yeah. Anytime. What
1: do we have to plug before we get out of here? AdamToddbrown.substack.com. You can read my writings over there and uh, we'll have other stuff to announce. Oh, I have a show November 10th at the Sardine in San Pedro. Uh, It's me. Kevin Anderson, Connor McSpadden, Lindsay Adams, Danger Van Gorder, and Countless Thousands are playing music after. Then there's going to be other bands after, too. So come to that. Or come see me at Samantha Jane's show, Comedy Go-Go, November 17th, which was at El Cid but has changed to a new venue that I don't remember. So really effective plug on my part. Rivers, what do you got
2: to plug?
0: Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Blue Sky and Threads. Maybe someday I will post on those latter too. Uh, I'm at Rivers Langley. Uh, you can listen to my podcast. It's called The Goods from the Woods. comes out every week. And uh, as far as stand-up goes, November 18th, I'm in Rancho Mirage, California. And uh, December 13th, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, December 17th, Knoxville, Tennessee. And December 27th, I'm uh, Going back to Birmingham to Avondale Brewing Company uh, with our show Yellowhammered. So that's going to be dinner and a show, all for one ticket price. So come see me if you live down south or
2: in Rancho Mirage.
1: Nice, John. What do you got to plug?
2: Uh, my YouTube channel was usual. If I didn't scare you off, I pretty much make video essays that about all the shit that i talk about and i usually try and use pop culture to make them more interesting like one i'm working on i, I guess i'll announce it if you made it as far as the episode the title is going to be something like the simpsons hate police but it's essentially about how the simpsons was the first show to have police that wasn't copaganda and i'm assuming everybody who listens to this knows what copaganda is yeah like they yeah. actually show what the real shit is even though it's you know satirical and i don't suggest following me on twitter unless you want to just hear about sports gambling sports watching sports and rap that's pretty much all i tweet about
1: <laughs> all right let's get the fuck out of here john say goodbye i'll let y'all later rivers say goodbye <laughs> join the atlanta vampires y'all <laughs> goodbye everybody we love you